Dad approves it. Everyone other than Tony and Andrew knows what Who's That Pokemon is. Welcome to Trailblazer Talk. I'm your host, David, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Andrew. Hello. Miyu. Ayo. And Tony. Hot damn, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this this is a PG-13 podcast. So now, now that we've used our, our one PG-13 word. <laughs> word, I will do my best to keep my sailor's mouth shut. Oh, my gosh. Like just just imagine if this was a YouTube podcast, we'd already be demonetized. But well, we weren't making money anyway, so. <laughs> but if you guys want talk. my bank account information to donate directly to, <laughs> yeah, send send those uh, send that money to Only Trails, right? Is that is that the way it works? I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> PG-13, everybody. PG-13. <laughs> uh, great show as always today. Uh, we'll uh, start out with a little bit of news. I think we started to talk about it um, last week, but obviously uh, Star Rail has won a, a lot of different Game of the Year awards, that sort of thing. And there was a pretty cool candidacy video that had uh, come out recently. It was fun uh, watching that live. <laughs> <laughs> i like uh, for, frantically went into the chat while i was with my friends watching the game awards being like Patagonia! <laughs> so yeah, if anybody I, I, saw I suppose, me in the league chat that was what was going on <laughs> I, I, I suppose that's the most important thing to to reinforce like finally like supposedly it's actually gonna happen we're really gonna go there <laughs> if, maybe if only if only they had like that scene god excuse me i think i can forgive everything if they hadn't just had that scene where you like go back on the train and then like are ready to warp away like couldn't they have just saved that for 2.0 and just pretended you just said goodbye but maybe we're just still sitting on the train uh, it just seems so weird that they've been like kind of but we didn't leave we were still that. you know we're ghost hunting we're you know getting and our follower, follower counts we're we're clearly for whatever reason we're still like We've left, but we're still kind of like hanging around. Maybe you know it's I mean? hard to leave the airspace. Maybe <laughs> it, it, we just haven't met all those sanctions yet. And we just can't get oh, out of there. Didn't they have a scene where we got on the train and then we blasted off? No, no, no. We, 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 we got on the, the space on the ship, but now we have to deal with all the red tape because we got on there illegally. And right, right. <laughs> Pom -pom we, was just, up, we ran out of fuel. I'm just imagining pom pom with a stack of papers, like three times their height, just like trying to we've just also, deal with that all. Look, we also we can't have run out of fuel because we've gone back to Bellabog a couple times. <laughs> Bellabog has fuel. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> okay, okay, I, I I figured it all out. See, what's really happening right now is all of this stuff is part of March's training arc. Because as we saw the first time they, like, you know, warped on the uh, Astral Express, she was trying to stand up while they were doing it, right? And obviously got, like, knocked flat on her butt. But this time, going to Penacone, she's going to stand up and like, mm. do it the whole, whole through the warp, right? Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> That's what we're waiting for. You know what? I bet she's been doing such a good job training. How can we be mad at her for not being ready to leave yet? I will <laughs> think it's interesting that when when players that don't start until like 2.0, for example, 
they won't have this experience. Like they'll they'll go right from uh, you, you know the Lafu directly to Pentecost. There will be no wait. You know yep. what I mean? Um, and it won't seem that they won't have this problem. And it's it's kind of just because of the way that the game was released. Um, it's not really a you know like a direct narrative problem. It's just so bizarre. And and frankly, all the event stuff, it will probably make it'll all be really. It won't be gated the same way. And they'll probably do the event stuff like at the same time there or shortly thereafter of doing some of the story quests. Yeah. So, It'll be um, a very different experience yeah. for sure. And I think that's true of any kind of live service game where the experience is always going to be inherently different if you start later um, because there's just more to do. You don't, there's catching up instead of just being there. Um, which, yeah. you know, is a valid strategy for some people. Some people like starting live service games later on in their lifespan because of that. Um, so by the time they're all caught up, it they, there's already more stuff again. Um, and I, I respect that. I understand that. It's it's definitely a fault of the format. Yeah, I, I don't know that it has to be. Like, I, I we talked about kind of my experience playing Genshin. Like, I have, I have less complaints about Monstat and Leeway because I went, oh God, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I have less complaints about Monstat and Leeway where people found it boring or slow, which is not related to my yawning, uh, because like it just felt like I had it all available to me. I was able to go from, you know, quest to quest to quest and immediately go from there to Inazuma. So yeah. I wonder if like, for people playing the, and I'm curious to see if any of our listeners are actually playing uh, the Lafu quests now, if they felt the whole thing was much more seamless and it felt better because it was all just ready to go quest after quest after quest. I think also with the Genshin comparison as a day one player, I think the other thing with the format is just the game style like in genshin it's an open world game there is just a lot to do because exploring is half the gameplay so even after you finish all the quests and you're waiting for the next region to be released you still can just go exploring for like four hours at a time and that's that's a whole days of gaming while with a game like star rail you don't really have that kind of freedom once you do all the side quests that's kind of it yeah no that's that's very fair and like you you run out of content fairly quickly and maybe that makes the 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 way that the quests are broken up by release just that much more apparent you know what i mean yeah i think it is a lot with the format in general and just the style of the game and that's not to say that i don't think it should have like i think it should have been an open world game i like the style that and the genre they are going for and i think they do a pretty good job of it it's definitely more experimental though like an open world game always felt like it was going to succeed in this kind of like a genre like a live service kind of thing but a more stagnant game well it's been interesting to see how people feel about it <laughs> Do you think, let me ask you a question. So the game itself, like it released with a lot of content. Like yes. you have the entire Herna Space Station to go through, the entire Bellabog storyline, and almost half of the Wafu storyline. Yeah. On day <laughs> one, right? 
Yep. I, think, I think we, as a group, our, our, our group was like pretty rapidly going through that stuff to talk about it during the um during the podcast. yeah the first so couple first of six, weeks first couple mm-hmm. of weeks we were like really pushing through those storylines um and i'll be honest like it was a little overwhelming like it, i remember those first few weeks feeling like oh my god i got so much stuff to do to catch up for the next day and i wonder if that was just because they felt they could not launch the game without that significant content I agree with you. I think it, I think they felt they needed that much to start with or people would quickly, they wouldn't get attached to it. Because yeah. the thing with live services is it relies completely on your attachment. If, if they you're had not, launched like, with just the Hermes yeah. Space Station on day one. I don't think most people would have kept with it. Each release was like half of Bellabog, then the second half of Bellabog, then the first half of Wafu, then the second half of Wafu. I mean, now you're in, you're in, release 1.5 without before you have a significant yeah gap of content and like maybe that's been okay so maybe there is a there's something to the fact that when 2.0 releases it's just going to be different because they are going to release the new i, th- I think i think Penacony will have as much content or maybe more than either one of um uh you know, Bellabog or Wafu, but it will be be a little, released a little bit more gradually, hopefully in pieces that are that make more sense. Yeah, more sizable chunks. Um, I think would I guess my feeling is that are we going to get the full Pentaconi experience or just half of it? No, I don't think they'd the give it full immediately. I don't exactly. Think so. No, and, I think they're going to follow the Genshin thing. Yeah, and I don't think it's over two bad. Three. Yeah, no, yeah. no. I think it's good to space out big quests like that because you're right i think it does feel really overwhelming to feel like oh i gotta get through this asap or i'm gonna see spoilers like every time a new big patch on genshin updates like a new story like the archon quests i spend like a solid nine hours just Mm -hmm. doing it in one sitting because i don't want to see spoilers and i know a lot of people feel that way um but I think so the spoilers are even faster than that. Like before right. you, they're even released, the spoilers are already out. So <laughs> yeah, so it's be- so I feel like I really got to do it like ASAP. Um, so I don't want them to do the full quest <laughs> in one release. Like I don't want that. But what I do want is I want more. How do I put this? Padding. I just want more to do in the game that's not related to the story quest. I think that's the crux of the problem is that once you do the side quests, that there's just not there's just not much. I think my thing would be hoping for when they do have like here's the halfway point, it's in a better spot than they did with the Lafu. Oh God, please. Yeah. I really, I really need the quest to end at a place that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. I I think that's going to be critical to have like a natural point where they can sort of pause the continuity of the story. Like we either, you know, we're waiting for something to happen or some sort of time gating that feels natural. Yeah. Like I, I think in, Genshin with some of the time gating they did with um Inazuma like you know we're trying to navigate different you know political issues and stuff like that all of that felt kind of okay whereas um yeah I don't know the the Lawfu just that sudden pause 
was was awkward. <laughs> it was very awkward. And I'm not quite sure why they did it that way. Because as you said, in Genshin, I feel like they do a pretty good job of it. In Fontaine, they did a good job. In Sumeru, they did a good job. In their other game, Tears of Themis, which I'm still the only one who plays it. You guys should all <laughs> download it. Um, they do a really good job of that, too. Like, it, it never felt awkward waiting for chapters to come out. It, it always felt like, yep, that was the end of the chapter. That felt like a good place to stop. <laughs> or like it was a cliffhanger and you wanted more but it, it was still engaging because it was a cliffhanger um so i don't i don't know what happened there um anybody who listens to the podcast has probably listened to our thoughts on it and how much we weren't really fans of it um so i do have high hopes for panacone though i think it'll be fun i think it'll i, I think they're gonna do something different with each world um and i think that kind of freshness will be good but yeah, just extra extra fluff content. I know people don't say they don't like fluff content, but I think everybody likes fluff content. It just needs to be good fluff content. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. I also I also would argue that like, look, they're not they they should not be trying to just make Genshin, but in a turn based RPG. Like, yes, the, the, I agree. I'm a little worried that they are going to do. You know, like, oh, well, version 1.0 was Bellabog and Penacony, like it was once that anyway. Version 2.0 will be Penacony, and then we're going to have eight or nine releases of that where it's just Penacony. Like, that's a, that, that's going to be a problem, I think, for, um, for, for Star Rail if they stick to that, because I just don't think they're going to hold interest in a single world for that period of time. Right, I agree. <laughs> I would, I would think four releases is all you need for a world. Like, go to 2.0, 2.1, 2.2, 2 .2, 2 .2, 2 .2, 2.3, 2.4. Then move on to 3.0. Like, just move on to the next world. Because I, think, I, just, I, some... I think they need to spread out the releases because the six week schedule is just so steep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, that I don't mind so much. I mean, it's really, it's really a three week cycle if you think about it. Because oh no, I mean for the worlds because if we're dropping it like every. Like, what, six times four is, uh, I'm bad at mental math. Uh, it's, I yeah, can do it's this 24. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, we're, I mean, it, for Genshin right now, it's literally once a year in the summer, you get a new region, which yes. is plenty because there's so much to do. Right. But if I, we're bringing I, that schedule do down and getting you more you regions. You said 100% of the game. Like, there's just no way. Like, I don't, I don't buy it. Um, <laughs> I would much, I would be much more likely to believe you in Honkai, uh, in Starvale, and and I just uh, there, and it's and it's because of the format, and it's also like I, I I agree with you that there should be more fun stuff to do, but I'm also skeptical that that there's enough fun stuff that you could do that would make up for not story things. Don't don't forget in Genshin that we also have like the the arcs of the. Um, individual like regions, but we also have what are the um, the, the interlude quests, mm -hmm. which are much more tied to kind of like the central story. In, in yeah, the... regarding the abyss and Conria and stuff. Yeah, and, and so like we haven't had anything like that in this game yet. Um, yeah, and I would also true. argue that with the exception of a few, and we've talked about this, most of the companion missions have not progressed the story. 
Yes, you know, they're, they're kind very of like, separate. They're like, this. Learn, learn this character a little bit better. Genshin does that plenty, but there also have been a few um, story missions which really delve into the um, the characters themselves. Like, for example, I, I think of, you know, a lot of the story quests. Um, oh, and I'm not even forgetting about the event quest. Yeah. Like yeah. there is the when when you have in Genshin, and I know this is a big complaint of Dave that you can't go and do those afterwards, but like there is substantial story elements that are explored during events. Often necessary game. story yeah. elements. So, yeah. I I mean I don't love that format because I don't think it's good that players are like very much so have to see them or they're missing out on large swaths of a story. But I do agree with you. There is just simply more content over there. Yes. Um, and, and not just because it's an open world game. That's not just saying. because, yes. And I, I agree with you completely. And that's what I mean with like more fluff and just more things to do. I would love to see more tie-in quests. I would love to mm -hmm. see maybe quests that focus, like, with the simulated universe, I feel like there's so much story stuff you can get out of that. Give me more Herda stuff. Have us go back to the space station in between every world and give us, like, a quest line on the space station every time. There's so many ways that you can do it without pushing it to have more worlds more frequently. A world a year is still fine, if there's stuff in between. Yeah. I, and I would I would add that I, I, I'm not by any means saying Hoyo has failed here. Like, no, absolutely I, not. I it's still this, yeah. this is more of a prediction than a criticism. It's like this is what they're gonna do in 2.0. Also, yeah. is it kind of unfair to compare Genshin, which has been out for how many years to Star Rails? content well again i've been playing genshin since day one i will say there was just simply more to do from the get-go <laughs> oh, i just feel like be careful with you know making those comparisons like that yeah i mean so until, the thing is with genshin late. so how do i explain the first big event in genshin was dragonspine that came out three months after the initial release day that included these huge new event quests, a huge new plot line, a huge, like a section of the region that we hadn't gotten before. And then immediately following that was the lantern right event. The first one in 2021, that event was widely regarded as the worst event they've ever done because it was just an NPC fetch quest. And then ever since then, Every single event afterwards has included the characters, has included storylines, has included like a large bit of plot and a lot of things to do. I, like I immediately following things, I didn't play those <laughs> things, but like our, our, I feel like my my I don't remember. So I remember Lantern Right, the first Lantern Right being one of the more important quests. No, no. So the first, the very first Lantern Right, um, which is uh, the first time Zhao was released, was important in the sense that it got to know Zhao a little bit more and like told you a little bit more about the like about him. Um, but it was literally just an NPC fetch quest, and that's why everybody oh, was really mad about the, it. I think I missed the second one then. Yeah, the second one was very important and had a lot of really interesting stuff, and that's why they did it. But immediately following the first Lantern right was Windbloom. And then from Windbloom on, it was just like full right. gas so, all and, the time. And, and somewhere so. in there was also the one that with... Um... Well, the one with the Wanderer, right? Like, uh, not the Wanderer, but... The, that was the very first, like, 
event thing, and that also had a lot of story. Oh, like yeah. the, the, the very first. I said another <laughs> word I shouldn't say, but like that was the one I was thinking of as like the one. Yeah, that, like... that was the very very first quest. Um, like with the story that you could do, it was at the end of September into October 2020. Yeah. I want to say, uh, I struggled my way through that because the game had just come out and I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but I still managed to finish it. Um, but yeah, from the get go the plot had always been a large like every update contained a lot of plot even if there weren't new regions there was a lot of plot and that's i think what star rail has been missing it's like every update doesn't have that and that's why we're here saying that there's a content drought (laughs) (laughs) you mentioned like about the companion quest like not really advancing story because Almost all the companion quests are tied up with plot they don't want to tell us about. Right. <laughs> they can't and tell it... us what Luacho is doing. They can't, re- you know, resolve these characters because they're saving those for a major st- Big quest plot line moment. later. Yeah, and it's I'm not. You know, I've played a lot of RPGs, a lot of like JRPGs, a lot of turn-based stuff, like too many hours of too many games. And I know it's really common in that genre to like slowly advance things. And like, as you get deeper into it, more stuff starts happening and then the content would really ramp up. But I think for a live service game, following that trend was not their best idea there's got to be a hook right yeah there's got to be there's got to be something like right now i'm not sure what the hook is that's like oh my god i can't wait for this next thing to be revealed for a lot of people it's the characters and that's why i have so many friends that are still deeply invested because they really care about the characters but i just personally feel like we haven't even gotten enough for a lot of the characters to really Mm kind of like for example everyone knows how i feel about tartaglia genshin impact we all know this and part of the reason that i became so or like obsessed with him for the foreseeable future is because from the get-go his character was very important he got a lot of stuff his companion quest was very interesting and not only widened the broader like lore of genshin but also him like it's a very it's a culmination of things i can't think of a single character in star l like branya comes close but still not quite enough especially if you hadn't played third impact you're kind of missing a large chunk of what could make branya so appealing and i don't know i'd just like to see them do more with the characters overall instead of focusing on introducing new characters with each event i'd love to see them go back and like really kind of give all the other characters a reason to like become your favorite and to become obsessed with them i i really think some of it is like the timing of the payoffs right so (laughs) they're trying to set up a lot of exciting long-term story hooks but like you know i I was looking at my uh xbox like unwrapped replay whatever it is they call it for xbox year in review not very exciting um and like at at the top of it for me was uh persona 5 uh royal at like 132 hours right and in that game there's like some pretty good payoffs that take about a hundred hours to like get to but yeah. the, the difference mm-hmm. is 
you know, I didn't have to wait multiple years to get through that 132 <laughs> yeah. hours of gameplay. Yeah, so like, like yeah, oh, like yeah. it's it's a big chunk of time to to do all the stuff I um you know did in the game, complete, but it's a complete yeah. disc. Like you just pop it in and you play the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that can make it uh you know challenging. Like something that I had uh, talked about with all of you a little bit in the pre-show is uh I just haven't really been feeling it recently. Like it's uh it's kind of been a struggle for for me to like really log in recently i'm i'm curious what are the things right now that are really you know helping people spend their time like while we're not at Pentaconi yet right Uh. i think i kind of made it part of my morning routine in a sense where i wake up and while eating breakfast and getting dressed and all that i can Mm -hmm. run through my dailies so i'm already in the game doing stuff and engaging with it just because it's part of a habit i've formed for better or worse yeah, I, I, I think I'm the same way as you, Andrew. Like, I about 50% of the time I get up early enough that I still have time to log in for 10 minutes and do some stuff before I get out of bed and go, to, go take a shower. And in that case, like, you know, using up my Trailblaze power and my, um, and doing my, you know, get my 500 points on the daily chores or whatever. Like, that's pretty easy to do in 10 minutes. And then um, the other thing is, like, in the evenings, I go to bed. My my my. Um, uh, this is going to be an interesting way to announce this. My fiance is. Mm. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> Congrats! Congratulations! My, my fiance goes to bed early, uh, so she's like asleep because she gets up very early in the morning. She she's asleep at eight thirty, and I go to I try to go to bed with her, but I'm like you know kind of wide awake. I play. I play Star Rail in bed with her at night where she's sleeping. I'm doing, you know, some a mission or something like that. So it's just like very convenient for me to find that time for Star Rail to some extent, even more than Genshin, just because I, I kind of have that scheduled right now. Mm-hmm. And just the but, auto battling thing, just so that I literally turn it on, walk in the other room, make a meal. And by the time I like, oh, I'm finished, oh, I can start the next thing or maybe continue or whatever. Yeah, and and uh, the simulated universe is something that's really great to do without thinking. Um, a lot of the events are pretty good um, that I can do without thinking. Like like there's some stuff like some of the story quests like I'll actually want to think about and be awake for. But like the the right out of bed or right before bed are there's like eighty percent of the content in the game that you can kind of get through. I'm not sure if this is a compliment, by the way, but like, <laughs> but like basically, yeah, like eight, like a good 70 to 80% of the time that I play the game is either right, right after I wake up or right before I go to bed. And it is kind of like, a, just a kind of a mind numbing kind of like way to relax into uh, a, a, you know, nice sleep state. Um, Genshin, I do not do that for, uh, which is an interesting uh, contrast. What's, what's funny for me is like, you you both bring up that sort of like uh that that like early morning game that you're playing right so uh me being the super uh ultra hardcore gamer that i am when i uh get up in the morning and i go work on my animal crossing island or my my hello kitty island adventure island you know only the oh. most hardcore <laughs> of games so uh, jealous <laughs> <laughs> but like 
I, I think one of the things that, like, I, I just recently restarted my Animal Crossing island, and one of the things that I like about it is, like, I'll I'll go and I'll put down the, uh, uh, like, the building for them to build the, uh, like, the clothing store, right? And, like, two days from now, that's gonna, like, open up, and that gives me, like, a little thing to look forward to. Or, like, you know, today, like, the, uh, the, the, the guy that, like, does fishing quests is there. So, like, I'll, you know, spend some time, like, just focused on the fishing stuff. Oh, Maybe tomorrow it. there'll be, like, someone else. Like, I, I like those little bits where I have something small to look forward to. Is it, is it the same with, like, Hello Kitty Starl, Island Adventure? Starl needs a crafting <laughs> system. That's how we fix it. Oh, no. <laughs> a real-time gated crafting system. I, I mean, I feel and, like that we, we could have done something similar where if they gated some of the, um, what was the museum, where you could do one a day. And if you're really good, maybe you do it faster, but otherwise it's like you do one bit a day, but then you, you could be time gated and you wait run out of time before the event finishes. But It's, it's funny though, because I, I was even thinking to myself, what would it look like in Star Rail if it was like a, a little different thing to look forward to? every day and very quickly it was just like oh we'll just have domains on other days oh wait that's terrible i hope you're not uh, implying that because yeah that that is not what i would want to, to oh yeah no like i i 100 no. don't, don't want that because but i i think for me like with when when i log into something like um uh, Animal Crossing, especially when you're doing a new island, like I don't quite know what's going to be the thing that I'm going to work on that day until I get there, right? So, like, I didn't know that the uh, that the fishing guy who I'm I'm sorry for people that are super into Animal Crossing, I can't remember his name for the life of me. The, the guy, the guy that's like a beaver. <laughs> anyway, um, maybe, uh, but like. That sounds that sounds like a name. Brad, like, I, Brad. I, I I didn't know that he was gonna be on my island. So like when I logged when I logged on for the morning and I see him, it's like, oh, this is a fun surprise. Like I didn't know this is what I was going to get to work on. And that is like deeply enjoyable for me. Like I think where for a lot of people. I, I like <laughs> yeah, like I get a surprise. I don't know what the surprise is gonna be, and it's not going to be terribly you know, taxing or whatever. So like he, he was like, go catch three fish. I caught the three fish. It was fun. And I could, I could sell fish. Like I enjoyed that. I, I got the, the, the fun couple minutes I wanted, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> I understand as an avid animal crossing. player, <laughs> I understand. And like the, the other thing that I'm, I'm working on right now is I'm, uh, I'm, I'm playing through final fantasy 15. Cause I've, I've had like some starts and stops. Of I'm that sorry one. for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, so sorry. <laughs> well, uh, you know, f f fishing is a major component, and fishing person, is the best part of the game. Yeah. Well, I I love fishing, so I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm not very far into it, so please, no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers for you. Got it. Um. But yeah, like I I, I don't know. Like for me, it, it kind of goes back to like the the 132 hours I had in Persona 5 Royal this this last year where I got to sit down, I got to do the whole thing and I didn't have yeah. to wait for it and that was like it's great. I, like yeah, like maybe it's 
I don't know. It, it's like binging anime or something. Like what? <laughs> I, I know once I started to watch live streamed uh, anime or like simulcasted, I suppose. Uh, that was like the worst thing in the world. Uh, I, I hate that I watch simulcasted anime now because it's just like, okay, <laughs> I watch the thing. I guess I get to wait a week. Or well, then this you is when you go to really like. Because I love yeah. watching things weekly as they air. Like my oh. best friend and I, we are super obsessed with Jujutsu Kaisen right now. So we literally, for the past six months or whatever it's been since season two started airing every thursday go to each other's houses and watch the episode we make a whole thing out of it um yeah i mean i, I, I don't know go talk it's to rough. someone after each episode yeah it's the best and my poor husband has to sit there while jason and i have to go into another room because he and i are caught up on the manga and look at the leaks every week and my husband uh, does not <laughs> um let's see what have I been doing with Star L? Well, I play Star L on my morning commute usually. It's really easy to just like bang it out while I'm in the back of an Uber or on the train going into Boston, which takes a while. Uh, so I just, I play it then and that's always fun. Um, it takes like 10 minutes and then I do other things. Um, but other than Star L, uh, I've been trying to work through my backlog somewhat sort of backlog and newer stuff like i'm playing through persona 5 tactica um which the dlc was better than the game itself and i'm kind of bummed about that <laughs> and um i don't know i recently played through that coffin game that was making the rounds on twitter that was a real good one a coffin game i don't even know what this is uh it's called the coffin of andy and lele it is very not pg-13 so i won't go into too much detail <laughs> um but the tagline is cannibalism and codependency it's it's like a it's like an rpg maker horror game um so it's very like late like 2010s uh rpg maker style which i loved back then so it was it was really fun to play through i actually uh went through it a couple times because i had so much fun with it but other than that, I also, as I said, have been trying to get through some of my backlog. So other long form JRPGs, mostly working through the rest of the Tales of series that I hadn't played yet and stuff like that. <laughs> and then, of course, I spend way too much time on Genshin, which would be split with Star Rail if Signal had more things to do. But currently, <laughs> Star Rail is regulated to my morning commute. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've tried to get back into uh, Genshin because I, th I think I've been sharing with you uh, uh, all where I had logged back in and it was like, oh, here's a whole bunch of roles for some reason. I was like, okay, cool. Got like two five stars like in my whole bunch of roles. It's like, oh, eh, that's good. Looked over my quest log, the 10 million things I had to do. It was like, eh, I don't even know where to start. I don't <laughs> think I'm going to do this. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it, you it's just like that the Archon Quest, and you just do that. You do well, that it, it's, forever. It, it's <laughs> like that challenge of um, when you're playing through an RPG and you come back to it after a while, and you're like, I don't know how this game works. Oh, like, yeah. Yep. I do understand. That's, yeah. Like, I felt a lot like that. Like, I, I had tried to pick up um, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon again because I don't know. I'm like 100 hours, something like that, a whole bunch of, of time into the game. And I'm in the middle of the, the equivalent of a dungeon in that game. And I can't progress because it's like, oh, 
I don't remember how to do this. My party isn't strong enough, but like clearly I just I was had, doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I had skills to get through, but now I don't know what's going on. I guess I have to start the game over. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I've been meaning to return to my playthrough of um <laughs> this is really lame. I'm sorry I'm even saying this. <laughs> Digimon Cyber Sleuth on my PS Vita, which I'm like a good 30 hours into, but I haven't played in two years. And every time I pick it up, I go, what was I doing? And close the game. <laughs> All right, I, 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 I totally years. get that feeling, especially for older stuff. Like, um, I, I own the the full dot hack series, which like all oh, the man. games you can, yeah you can go from game to game, and uh, I I don't know I I might have to like see if I have a save for when I started up like uh, like the second game because I'll just be like I don't know how this game works and yeah. it's too hard. <laughs> what I should really do, and I think what we should all do with these kinds of things, is start a new file for 20 minutes to remember how everything works, and then go back. <laughs> but will I remember to do that? No. Well, the problem is what happens when you have the uh, games where the tutorial is actually several hours long. Oh, God. Like in Persona? Thankfully for me, I've played every Persona game so many times, I never need to worry. <laughs> <laughs> I I have the the habit of getting like very far into a game and then just stopping. Like I I had actually I didn't realize that this was the time. Uh I had almost beaten the original Persona 5 and then just stopped. Where did you could stop? It, could... Like with Shido? <laughs> I can't even remember. Yeah, like I I I had gotten yeah, I think I had gotten to Shido. That's really and, funny. <laughs> yeah, and I came back and I was like, I don't know how this game works. So then, because I started, I, I started on PlayStation. So then I replayed the entire game, like the all that that content again on Xbox. So like, you know, like I, I switched consoles. <laughs> that's well. I mean, at least you switched it to Royal because that's a better experience overall, anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, like I I. I, I I I, t I totally agree. Like having gone through Royal, because even when I was playing through the original Persona, I had looked up like, oh, should I should I play Royal? And some people were like, uh, it just adds an extra month or two. It's just like, no, it doesn't. Like, and <laughs> adds an extra month or two so undersells what Royal is. Royal is an entirely <laughs> separate experience. It's like saying it's it's the same as comparing Persona Four to Persona Four Golden or Persona Three to Persona Three Fest or Portable. You know, that's completely... not a very good comparison to make there because unless you know, you don't know what that means. You're right. Um, more as, accurately, as, it's like as... comparing um the original Gold and Silver to the remakes of Heart Gold and Soul Silver for Pokemon. <laughs> Most people will know that. Very. <laughs> different games <laughs> yeah i i don't know i i don't know if it's just like a problem with um how, how you get people back into games like i actually think that i have that problem right now with final fantasy 7 remake where like i'm pretty sure i'm a couple hours away from the end of that game <laughs> are you are you but, in the uh corporate hq uh, yeah 
think, think so. Uh, You're almost there. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll just be like, I don't know how this game works. Time to start over. <laughs> at least you have this problem a lot. But, but Dave, at least Grinch is there that I feel like that's such the weakest part of the entire game is the Shinra yeah, headquarters. It's, it's definitely the weakest part of the whole game. Like, I agree. Why, why, why can't I end up in situations like... Uh, Oh God! What uh, and Andrew? What's what's the game with the raccoon that I like, except for the ending, which is the worst ending ever? Oh, I don't know what it is, but you mentioned back, Backbone. Backbone. Back Backbone is like the best game if you don't finish the last six hours of the game. Ah, so it's like <laughs> that '70s show where you just don't watch the last season. <laughs> oh yeah. Like if 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 I could have like if I had a time machine, I'd go back and be like, no, stop. <laughs> like Stand right here, there. yeah, you're you're good. You'll be totally satisfied and feel good about the story and your experience, and very happy. Wh- whatever you up. have in your mind of what, what how it actually ends, that's is better than that's actual what's reality. Actually, ending. Yeah, not not, I... not sponsored by the game Backbone, which has a different name now. It's like I don't even know, maybe like something noir. I think. Uh, Yeah, Tales Noir, the Backbone. uh, No, I guess they have another one. Now they also have Tales, the Backbone Preludes. Oh my goodness! (laughs) The front bone now. Yeah, like I guess I I guess I should have known because like it's a noir role playing game, so like everybody (laughs) has to be sad at the end. But that wasn't what I was thinking. So instead, just I was sad in the end. That's unfortunate. It's like Final Fantasy. I can never play a Final Fantasy game and have it ha- have me be happy by the end of it. <laughs> well, that was quite the derailing we had there. <laughs> they got our points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I guess entertained. You... Well, there's nothing to do in Star <laughs> I, I guess since you weren't here last week, was there any like remarks you had about the uh, the Foxy and Tail you wanted to bring up or we uh i haven't said anything crazy um that i feel like i wanted to discuss um besides just ching Choi, best girl as always um yep. somebody asked us when should we expect uh, elka wildfire asked us when should we expect an hour-long episode dedicated to ching Choi? um you know what that might be the christmas special maybe i will make a whole powerpoint <laughs> presentation on why she's the best character in the game for everyone Ah, PowerPoint presentation for our audio podcast. Excellent. Yes, for our audio podcast. Don't worry, I'll annotate. <laughs> oh man, I, I I can't I can't wait for that. Uh, it, what we also need to do is have like the, uh, the the second version that has like have Have you ever watched a, a a movie that has annotated audio? Like I can't remember what it's called, but um, uh, it, it's it's like on you'll see it for like Netflix and stuff. But if you have visual impairments, you can watch a movie and then there'll just be another voice that tells you what's happening on screen. Yes, uh, that will be yeah. me. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, it's going to be great. <laughs> oh, I thought when you mentioned this, I thought you were talking about how they would describe the music in the subtitles as if like, you know, ominous music. Rap no, music, no, muffled they'll, rap they'll... music in the distance. <laughs> Yeah, in, in in this they'll sort of uh, describe the scenes. I'll actually say that for for anyone who is interested in becoming like, uh, if you play role playing games and and you're a forever DM like myself, and you'd like to be a better DM, uh, try watching a video that has annotated 
audio to it because just seeing how people describe scenes well and also briefly like is uh i, I think a good, a good way to build to that skill for DMing. Yeah. i agree <laughs> Well, uh, th this has obviously been a uh, laser-focused podcast today. <laughs> but I, uh, I I think that'll start to uh, wrap things up for uh, Trailblazer Talk today. Uh, we hope you have a uh, great week out there blazing those new trails. We're going to be at Panacone any second now. It's going to happen. We'll oh, see soon. you there soon. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. But don't, but don't forget... Send your emails to trailblazer.talk.podcast at gmail.com. Including to join our Discord. Plug. <laughs> uh, yeah, as as always, uh, just just for, for people, if, if this is your first time joining us, we have a set of shared show notes that we look at. And what what size is this? Like size 48-point white font? It's 18. Bold, <laughs> highlighted. Highlighted in yellow. Uh yeah, like all the things that I'm supposed to say that like I don't say. Yeah, we're really we'll keep you honest. Podcast thing. <laughs> what a fantastic professional podcast! <laughs> and that's why you're all here, clearly. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll we'll see you with new news next week. <laughs> all right, peace out, y'all. Bye. <laughs>